today on Hoops and Cards, we look at the fastest way to buy basketball cards or to sell basketball cards and get the card that you want or the set or the box or the pack that you want. Because sometimes when you go to the store, nothing's there. You go to the, the card shop, nothing's there that you really want. And you go to the, ha, my experience with card shows is that sometimes I see what I want and somebody else already bought it or some dealer has marked it up 25% higher than comps. Those are comparisons. So today we're gonna look at, if you're new to the hobby, new to investing, collecting basketball cards, four ways that I've found uh, fun, successful buying and selling cards online. More ways to do that now than ever, more ways than I have time to list, but I'm just gonna give you four that, I, you know, that I've really enjoyed and a little bit of tips, details, uh, cautions about each one so great way to build up your basketball card adventure by buying and selling online basketball cards 101 i'm gary thank you for joining us let's get into it like a lot of you my introduction to sports cards just in general came when i was a kid like five years old getting tops baseball or 10 years old buying and selling cards at the local flea market and uh, just at times probably when I was 15 going to a card show on the weekend but nowadays there are so many ways to find and buy cards and encounter like any card you want from anywhere in the world from any year with all of the online platforms. And I, so I thought for this Basketball 101 series that we're doing, hope this is helping you beginners. Last one was about all the brands of basketball cards, at least the major ones. This one is about, hey, what if I wanna actually buy some cards and I can, like, like I just had all the displays at Walmart empty, all the displays at Target. I don't even try anymore, honestly. Um, people are racing after those. And you know, if you're not a dealer, you don't have access to buying and selling or buying uh, wholesale or buying cards before they're opened. Uh, unless you go in <clears throat> with some friends or unless you know a dealer. My point is, if you're looking to buy and sell cards, I'm gonna give you four ways, four platforms. I guess they're all websites, but you could go in and say, I, I'm able to look at many cards. I'm able to search on all these platforms by a player's name, by the, the type of card or what year card I'm looking for, the brand associated with it. And they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but here are my four. And I hope this will help you. I'll start with number one, that is, you know, I discovered in 2014, 2015 when Hey, I found my way back to baseball and basketball and football cards at Newhart Cards in Delaware, Ohio, where they're like, you walk in the showroom and there's all kinds of cards on display, jerseys, baseball bats, autographed memorabilia, all that stuff. And, and one of the guys is talking with customers. The other guy is like on his computer and it's like, is that dude even working? Like, what's he, what's he doing? Is he watching Sports Center over there? No, he's buying and selling cards. Half of their, uh, more than half, eventually, like lots of their business they do on eBay. eBay is like, obviously, you know, global 
uh, buying and selling just about everything. Any one of us could open an eBay account, it's free. Any one of us could go on there, buy and sell things. You attach it to a debit card, a PayPal account, a credit card. You, you have a lot of power in this arena and in sports cards if you, if you learn your way around eBay. And so I, I knew nothing about eBay, but I think back in 2014, 15, 16, eBay seemed like the, the mainstream, one of the only uh, credible options to buy and sell basketball cards. You know, you can go in on eBay and make your search for any item as specific as you want it to be. So if you just want to look at Zion Williamson Rookie, type that in, sorted by most recent, sorted by cheapest price, sorted by auction or by fixed price. I would just say this is still the gateway to the world when it comes to sports cards, basketball cards. And, and it's funny, people are buying and selling cards all over the world. Australia, China, Germany, Canada, France, UK. Like anywhere somebody has an internet signal, people can be buying and selling sports cards. So if you are like, no matter what country you're in, you wanna start a side business doing this, you can buy cards, boxes, sets, open them, resell them, right? You can buy and resell and flip, you can buy and hold. You can find just about any card, or you can put in a search and say, okay, none of the Zion Williamson Prism Hyper Rookie number 248s popped up today, or at least the ones that did, I didn't like the prices. So I can save that search, and the next time somebody lists for sale that exact card, I get an email, or I get a notification on my phone that tells me, hey, one is available, go get it. Now, I don't want the Zion Williamson Hyper Prism 248, 20, 19, and 20. But if I did, eBay is telling me right away, and I like that. It's probably the access to the largest, most active market of sports cards in the world. And I love some of the features where someone has listed a price, and they might say, or best offer, so you can make an offer. Or they might have listed a price that doesn't say best offer, but you can like it and that that seller might send you an offer and you can negotiate that way other times it's an auction and you bid and unless you are the last and highest bidder often don't know if you won until the very last second of that now the pros of ebay as a market like i said global the supply the variety of cards the searches the easy access quite often as a buyer ebay will defend you like if they never that seller has a deal for you, you pay them and you never receive the card, guess what? eBay will refund your money back, right? And eBay will side too often, really, on the side of the buyer. And uh, so I would say, seller beware. You need to learn how to print shipping labels if you're gonna sell on eBay. And you need to learn how to create a listing and post a picture of your card, all those kind of things, a good description of it that uh, makes it stand out among all the people searching for, you know, the Keldon Johnson select courtside card that you, you want to get a right return on it. So you can create listings. You as a buyer, I'd say you have more selection than ever. You have more negotiating power. You have more ways to pay. And all those things are good. 
But at the end of the day, at the end of the sale, with eBay, you are paying sales tax, you are paying some PayPal transaction fees, and it just seems like every now and then, eBay will sneak a fee in on you. Just know this, if you are going to sell a card, say I sell a card for $10, automatically eBay takes 10% as part of their eBay doing business fee for sellers, like giving you access to the largest market of buyers in the world. They're gonna take 10% right off the bat and it's called a seller fee that you don't have to pay till the end of the month. They accumulate as you make sales, but it's 10% usually of everything you sell. Most of the time I think it's worth it, but if there are other ways to sell where you don't have to chop 10% off of my, my income from that card every time, like that can be the difference between in the black where you make some profit or in the red where you lost money you didn't even know you're gonna lose. Because at the end of that sale, eBay's taking 10%. And if you're using PayPal, which a lot of us are, you lose another 2.9%. That's just part of PayPal's transaction fee. So there you go, 12.9% right off the bat as a seller on eBay. Now again, I'll say it's almost always worth it because the cards I'm selling on there are cards I don't wanna keep long-term and I already anticipate I'm cashing in on a profit that's higher than that for sure or that I know I'm gonna use that, that income to buy another card that I really want or that really is going up. So I still love eBay because I can use my phone, learn how to use your phone to create listings, learn how to use your phone to do searches, learn how to use that eBay app. Uh, it takes a while, right? And I, I've done some buying and selling of sports cards there. I've done some buying and selling of shoes, household items, things that, that my wife or our family is like, we don't need this anymore. Let's throw it out. I'm like, wait a minute. We can make $15 on this on eBay. If I just grab one of these old boxes and print a shipping label on it, we make 15 bucks. Boom, I'm buying like three Shake Gilgus Alexander Donruss base rookies. And by the way, I'll say this, eBay buyers, you go and look at those, those cards you're buying, look at those pictures closely. If a, if a seller is not listing a clear picture where you can see if a card is centered, if a card is clean, if it has sharp corners, all those things, like pay attention to what you're buying. Don't just go, oh yeah, SGA Prism. That's Shea Gilgus Alexander Prism, rookie. Okay, beginner 101, basketball cards 101. Like actually look at the condition of the cards. Actually read some of the things they say about their policies, like returns accepted, or shipping is free, or shipping is paid for. Like read the details. In fact, I had, um, I've had one person buy a card from me, all good. We, we ship them the card, they get it. They're like, I didn't realize this was a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did you read the listing? He's like, no, but I usually do. I'm like, well, I listed it clear, bud. <laughs> like when you're selling on eBay, list clearly what it is and take good pictures <coughs> of the front and backs of cards. I've had my best experience, honestly, buying graded cards. So PSA or uh, BGS, SGC, cards that are already framed and given a grade. Those are the ones you know when I get it from eBay, it's already coming, no matter what the seller did, I'm getting, uh, getting something that is protected by that case and the grade 
that says, here's what shape that card is in. But there's eBay. Uh, even though I'm going to give you three more platforms in this episode that I would encourage you to at least know about, maybe test out for yourself, eBay is still the biggest. And eBay is still the place where, you know, you're, you're talking with someone buying cards and they say, well, what are the comps? What is it selling for? Uh, that weekend that Kevin Porter Jr. returned to the NBA and he had a couple of big nights scoring-wise, people at the card show were going onto their eBay apps and doing a search for all of the, the recently sold items of Kevin Porter Jr. So you can actually sort and filter your searches. So you search Kevin Porter Jr., Prism 274, that's his base rookie in the Prism set that's beautiful, right? And then you can sort by ended recently, sort, uh, sold items, sold and completed. Make sure those are both checked and then it will show you the comps, the last few comparisons of sales of that card. So hey, if that card is skyrocketing and uh, you see it at a good price, you'll know, you'll know what it's going for that day or or those like a couple days leading up to that that purchase so you know if you're getting a good deal or not now if, a, if somebody else is looking at the ebay comps and says oh I'll, i saw it sell for this um and maybe it did but the other two sales before it and after it were like five percent less you can be like dude you picked one comp that like made you the most profit off of this conversation rather than saying, hey man, the last five sales were like six, seven, 12, seven, and eight, <laughs> right? Uh, you look at the eBay comps and don't just pick the one, look at the last you know, five or six of that exact card. Use that eBay, use that eBay app for your advantage, man. And, uh, and I would say it, it's, it's good to know what eBay is and what it does, especially if you've got to find a specific card and uh, and get it now. You at least secure it. It might take a few days for it to get there in the mail, but hey man, when you're racing for that card that's just going up and you're the first to get it on eBay on a reasonable price, you're really glad you did. So eBay, uh, make it your friend. Doesn't have to be your best friend, but it's pretty good. Let's turn our attention to another way to buy and sell actual physical cards that somebody ships to you from from eBay to now let's talk about uh, Discord channels, Facebook groups, Instagram. I I haven't done much of this, but what I have done, I've done as a, a member of the Sports Card Investor Network and the Discord channel that, that they have several... Uh, threads where you can post cards for sale with a picture and say, hey, I'll, this card is $10 shipped or $50 or best offer. Like you can list your cards or you can go buy other people's cards. You see a card you like, you send them a direct message through that platform, Facebook Messenger, whatever. For me, it's been the Discord channel and uh, wind up maybe having a conversation with the person, uh, text back and forth on your, in that app. But we're always encouraged to 
maybe know a little bit about that person's buying or selling history. Like, can you trust them? That's that's important. So by the conversation, and then also if you're gonna if you're gonna use your money, use PayPal goods and services because that is protected for transactions. So the person can't be like, take your money from PayPal and then never send you the card. You can be like, time out. I'm calling PayPal. They'll help resolve that, nullify the transaction, get your money back. See what I'm saying? There, there are times when you might use the other feature PayPal has where it's PayPal friends and family, and you can send them without that 2.9% PayPal transaction fee uh, for like an official sale. But without that 2.9% fee, PayPal looks at it as you just sent your buddy 20 bucks and they're not gonna intervene if you say, wait a minute, he never sent me the card. So I've had great experiences though so far with buying and selling, especially selling, because when I buy and sell with somebody on Discord, a sports card investor, or a Facebook group, or Instagram, and you do it that way, guess, guess how much money I'm not spending in eBay fees, <laughs> right? You save that 10% eBay fee that I mentioned in the first section, and you're also not paying uh, a whole lot of extra fees like sales tax, uh, listing fees that eBay might have for you as a seller, a monthly membership fee for eBay, whatever, all those things. It's less friction, you hear that term a lot, less friction to sell directly to somebody through a Facebook group like that. As long as you PayPal goods and services, I'm good with it. I like the fact that you can interact with the seller maybe more personally, ask questions, say, hey, what, what other Kobe White rookies do you have? Like, let's talk, let's maybe try to negotiate as if I'm at your, your table at a card show and you've got a few more cards than you just posted. So I like that. That is, that is acquiring a physical card or a graded card that they send to you at your address, right? Another way to do it online there with those Facebook groups or Discord groups, good stuff. So we talked about buying and selling cards on eBay. We talked about buying and selling them on social media platforms like Instagram, Discord, Sports Card Investor, your Facebook groups. Hey, here's a third one. Actually, these next two are going to be about buying and selling cards that maybe they don't ship them to you. Maybe they show you have an online collection of your cards that you have either bought on that platform, that website or you have sent them to put in your online collection for others to see or, or make offers on. And the first one I tried, and, and it's very popular, is called ComC, C-O-M-C. Check out my cards or check out my collection.com. Check it out. I don't, get any, <laughs> I don't get any kickback from mentioning these places, by the way. But when I discovered, hey, I can go to ComC and just about any card you can think of that someone has been sending them over the years and they've taken actual photos of, you can look at, you can buy at the price listed, or you can make an offer. And that person can decline your offer, that person can accept it, they can counter. But ComC basically got its start from people sending in boxes of their own cards to say, add this to my online collection 
that I'm gonna just let you guys store and there is an intake fee, usually based on the value or number of cards or any sort of adjustments like extra work that you gotta make them do. I actually packed a, uh, a package to send off. It's actually in the, in the back seat of my car. I'm sending off some cards to ComC. The nice thing I like about ComC, again, you buy and sell, you don't have to pay shipping, you don't have to pay sales tax. That card is instantly in your collection. You can see pictures of it. You can negotiate a price on it. You can go in too and search for a card. So let's say you want 2017-18 Prism De'Aaron Fox Rookie. You can, you can click on any of those, like the base cards, silver, green, red, white, and blue, pink, cracked ice. And along the left side, as it, as it brings up that version of the card, it'll show you all the versions of the card and how many are listed on ComC. I, I like that. Also showing the lowest price, uh, sale price, that you can, you can just pick off one of those cards right there. So I like being able to sort and look at the cards uh, and all of the parallels or all of the, the variations in, in the same menu off to the left. I love the fact that ComC is relatively affordable. You're not paying that 10% eBay fee for every transaction. You're just paying a little bit. Uh, I'd have to look at the exact percentage. It, it never feels like much on the exact transaction. And you're paying for that intake fee if it's a card that you have, in fact, shipped to them. Now, like any of these online platforms, similar to the grading companies like PSA, it takes a while for them to process the cards that you ship in. So if you send a box of say 50, 100, or 500 cards, whatever, to, to ComC, they're gonna take a little while to process them. It could take several weeks. Sometimes a, a site like ComC does give you a breakdown of, hey, here's how many weeks this will take at different levels of service. The, the basic one I am sending my, my group of cards in right now for is they estimate approximately three weeks. And, uh, and that means probably five or six, just to be honest with you, uh, given the backlog going in on, on so many, just the card demand, and really a lot of people jumping in to use these online platforms. So, so I have really liked ComC, and they also have this feature where, uh, of course, you can go ahead and if you buy a card on ComC, you can let it sit there as part of your virtual collection. You can decide to list it for whatever price you want. So I've got a number of Colin Sexton rookies, Jaron Jackson rookies, to no surprise, right? You know you know, I've got some of those. I've got some Nick Chubb rookies, probably a few Malik Beasleys. There have been cards I'm buying, accumulating online, but I'll list them at a higher price, and then people are free to send me offers, or I'm just going to keep them for a while because, look, it's no, um, I'm, I'm not doing this to make short-term games. I'm doing this to uh, buy cards that, that owners are willing to sell me at a discount at whatever I offer them. And it just sits there until someone makes me an offer that I like, which is great. I don't have to ship it, don't have to pay eBay fees, don't have to pay any other sales tax. It's a uh, near friction free to use uh, just the, the, the language I'm hearing from. Boy, I enjoy the Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast. I don't know about you. Uh, that is a fantastic podcast. Love their thoughts. Um, so Andrew and Cage, love what you guys do. Uh, I do enjoy ComC. It is, it is still very useful, especially because they accept 
all kinds of cards. They do not grade them. So if you have a card that you're like, oh boy, this is a, this probably is not going to grade as a 10 at PSA or even by any other service that, that does grading. And I'll, I'll mention that in my next section, hint, hint, but they will, they will let you ship any card and take actual photos front and back. And so a buyer can go in and see the condition, you know, on a, on a decent photo and they can decide what they want to offer you for it. They can decide which you can, you know, as a buyer, you can look at six different De'Aaron Fox Prism rookies, decide which one you want to make an offer on or decide, man, that this one looks really well centered. I'm going to pay a little bit more for that. So that's the deal with ComC. I have enjoyed it. I have made some money off of it. I have not yet. I mean, they you can buy and sell graded cards on there. So rather than spending a lot of months and extra money to have your card graded, maybe you can just buy one on ComC and let it sit there or have them ship it to your house. Or you can buy a raw card and have them ship it to PSA to be graded. So ComC, very flexible, affordable. I think there is like a minimum starter deposit of like, at least 25 bucks to get you going. But I'd encourage you, I I tested it out. I sent in some cards that I didn't love that I'm like, well, I'll roll the dice. I'll send in 30 cards and see how it goes. And I'll put in 20 bucks, 30 bucks and see how it goes. So by the way, it's going great. I probably have $500 worth of cards in there and some money. And as you heard just now, I'm sending in another... I think it's 85, 90 cards uh, in a box sitting right behind me. So ComC, check out my cards. Hey, it's worth experimenting with an online platform to house, to buy and sell, to save you friction, extra payments, extra time, to basically make your collection easier to manage. And you can buy buy and sell rookies or any card kind of cheap. What I'm doing with ComC lately is I'm using them to send cards that I'm not sure if they would 10 not sure if they would be a star stock a grade they might but i don't know so i'm going to send them in any card that's not a rookie card i'm sending those to com as well good cards luka Doncic second year deandre Ayton, second year silver donovan mitchell bunch of second year prisms going in the mail today just just because i know hey it's i'm not going to deal with those those smaller cards on ebay but as they increase in value i'd like to cash in on that in some way so com c is Boy, for non-rookie cards, love it. Love it. I have all these old NBA songs in my head. I, for just once, I want the transition in this podcast to be... Uh, an NBA on NBC theme song or something that I would totally screw with the copyright <laughs> uh, privileges of all for, but mess up my own version and attribute it to them. little parody action. But guys, I've already gone over eBay, Discord, social media, ways to buy physical cards or keep an online collection at ComC. Well, I'll wrap it up. Number four is Starstock. I totally love Starstock. I've been using it since the fall uh, not of mankind, but the fall last year. I've, I've been using Starstock for so many reasons, and uh, it, it was another curious, hey, this it's being mentioned on this podcast and that podcast and Sports Card Investor and Lucas Tigers and Bronze and Slab Stocks, and all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, 
I'm diving in. I'm putting in 30 bucks. You know, I got a few extra dollars because I used somebody else's code. And then, you know, I also sent some cards in to Starstock. And I love it. I think it's great. It is very similar, but they only take rookies, for the most part, rookies of recent or famous iconic cards, mostly from the last 10 years. But I would tell you their front page, like their homepage is a wealth of knowledge. The NBA Emerging 30 Index, looking at the 30 hottest or most valuable player rookies from the last three, four years now of Prism. That is cool to watch the ups and downs every week. And they come out with a new ranking and new valuation every Monday. And that's a great way to track what guys are going up, who's hot, who's not. And a way to follow the most popular cards in uh, the youngsters in the NBA, the, the, the rookie of the year types. It's, you know, Luca, Zion, Trey, Ja, all, all the bigs, all the big names for modern cards on that emerging 30. And then they, they just added, although this is not a baseball podcast, I got to tell you, they added like the baseball's 20. I don't know what they call that emerging 20, but. I, I do enjoy being able to go in, buy and sell cards. And on each card, you can see what the highest offer, the highest bidder is offering right now and what the lowest seller is. You can go in and look at how many are selling for what prices, how many offers are out there to buy at what prices. I do enjoy the fact that I can now like accumulate cards in a collection and I can view them as little pictures and see all of them at once, or I can view them as um, a list where it shows me each card, the the value of the buy and the sell, and uh, the last, like the most recent sale, what that price was. I love that. And I love being able to look at my collection, go in and sort my collection by uh, really any, any sort of metric I want, any year, any, if it's listed or not for sale or not, you can also, any of them that you have for sale, you can see in your, um, basically your activity, you can see listings and then they are sorted automatically. The listing with the bid that is closest in percentage to your actual asking price and you can accept it right then and there if you want. So I've done that with a few. I've gone through and just clicked, yeah, accept, 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 because I know I'm going to turn around and use that dollar, those $10, those $20 to put in a ton of offers on rookies, young prospects, a lot of guys. Um, the, the nice thing about Starstock is it will tell you, hey, this card that we have is a PSA 10 or it's a PSA 9 or it's a Starstock A. They've come up with their own grading system, Starstock A, B, and C. And A is one that would likely, if you send it to an actual grading and packaging company, it'd probably grade as a nine or a 10. Starstock B would probably grade as an eight or a nine. On a bad day, maybe a seven. Somebody somebody was like mad at you and you got a seven, whatever. And then Starstock C is like, I, I mean, I guess it's still here. You know, some of the Starstock A's are at the higher end of what that card might actually be worth or comping for. Because look, on Starstock, you're not paying shipping or sales tax. And you're buying and you instantly get that card and you can do what you want with it. You can send it home. 
and display it on your shelf. You can send it to grading if you want. You can turn around and flip it. I bought a, a, a I, am I allowed to say I bought a baseball card on this? <laughs> I bought a Joe Adele Topps rookie card. Yeah, I'm not diving too much into baseball, but I had to get a Joe Adele. And I'm just testing this out because I, I put in a relatively low offer and then I immediately listed it as the best deal available. So we'll see if that thing sells and I make, you know, three or four bucks on just the flip. Now that's that's my low budget deals and I'm going in on Starstock, guys. One of the things I love, if you like to collect NBA prospects, man, instead of going through, let me say this, if you're gonna go through some dealer's 50 cent box or some dealer's dollar box and pull out all the Darius Garland rookies that he still has in there for some reason, pull out all the Jordan Pools and all the Nikhil Alexander Walkers and all the Brandon Clarks. I could just I could just keep naming prospects. All the Malik Monks, all the DeAnthony Meltons. <laughs> Did I give away your guy yet? All the Jaden McDaniels that you that you could want. Now you pull all those out, or you've got them in a in a pile after you've you've ripped your wax. Well, then I would say, hey, why not send those all into Starstock where, hey, if they're nice, they grade Starstock A, you just made some money and you didn't have to ship them way to grading. You didn't have to ship them really anywhere. You didn't have to list them. They list them for you. Like it is so convenient. It's friction free, baby. Uh, but you can also go in as I have done and put in a lot of low offers on Starstock B. That's like the, there may be an eight or nine grade. Starstock B cards, some even Starstock A cards, if the offers are not really high on those yet, you can go in, go ahead and just place a ton of offers on a lot of basketball prospects. So all those guys I just listed there for you, right? PJ Washington. If you're high on, still high on Darius Basley, and once they start getting this year's basketball cards in, the thing about Starstock is they don't mess around with junk. And sorry, NBA hoops. I'm just saying they only really on Starstock, they only list and only accept the the more popular, slightly more valuable. So Prism, Donruss Optic, Donruss, which I'm glad they accept that. And of course they accept Select and Mosaic. So you can go in, put low end offers. I would I would advise you to buy cards that you know, hey, this guy is playing a lot better then his card is valued. Hashtag Norman Powell. <laughs> hashtag OG and Anubi. Hashtag I could just keep saying hashtags because it's so much fun and it's so five years ago. So I'm doing that. Jeremy Grant, you got some rookie deals for me on that site. Brandon Ingram, no idea why that guy is still so cheap. Donovan Mitchell. I almost pulled the trigger today. Today, guys, my star stock adventure for today was the two buys I didn't make. Jaron Jackson PSA 9 Prism for 40 bucks. Probably should have bought it. Probably will regret it in two weeks when he comes back and he's averaging 25.3 points a game. Right? Where have we heard that before? Shea Gilgis Alexander, his PSA 9 Prism. Card number 184, right? Right? Just the base you can get on star stock for 75 bucks. No sales tax, no shipping. Are you kidding me? feels like I used car commercial, but it's not. I like Starstock just like I did with ComC. I boxed up a bunch to send to Starstock today. I did look at them. 
more carefully this time than I did on my first two uh, submissions to Starstock because I want I want to know, hey man, this is probably gonna be a Starstock A. I want the best value I can get for these guys. So I looked them over, checked checked the centering first, checked the overall condition of the card. If you think it has a chance at Starstock A and it's a rookie, send it in. Send it in, baby. If you're not gonna grade it, like PSA, you're not gonna pay the 20, 50, whatever. Not gonna wait six months for it. Send it in, Starstock. They will look it over, give it an A-OK, and all of a sudden you can sell it as soon as and they've been pretty quick. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Starstock for, you know, when January hit and everybody's jumping on Starstock, there's all these new releases out. They're sending in a lot of their prism basketball from last year, all those rookies. They, they were backed up just like every other grading service, every other online sports card platform. <laughs> you know, the, the, the growth and the excitement and the market just exploding. And so a couple weeks in, I noticed, hey, my my cards that I sent in in December aren't aren't on Starstock yet. But I'm so curious what they're worth. I'm so I'm like eager to sell some of them if they get good grades, you know, and buy some others. I get this email from Starstock saying, hey, uh, we're so sorry to to tell you this, but we're not gonna be able to get these uh, added to your online collection because we are so, you know, not not in the time that we had promised or hoped for. Uh, we're working on it. We've got an incredible, like, incredible uh, onslaught. I don't even know what the word, like a deluge, a snowstorm, whatever it was, like a gazillion billion cards or something. And they said, but hey, sorry for the inconvenience. We're going to add 20 bucks to your Starstock account. Just as a as an apology or as a, as a hey... And uh, I love that. I love that they they owned the issue. I love that they cared for the customers. I love that I had sent a submission in, so I'm gonna get my free twenty bucks. I mean, that's already like that's that's already making money on what I was sending them. So so I'm grateful, Starstock. Uh, thank you for making this thing super easy to buy and sell and watch trends and to to bid on cards, have a strategy with my collection and see them and sort them. It's really great. It is, and again, they're not—they're not getting any sort of, um, you know, I, I'm not getting paid to tell you this. I just enjoy Starstock, and I see a lot of lot of uh, future in it. As they continue to add cards, now you can buy and sell wax boxes, hangers, blasters, megas—you know, all kinds of things, complete sets that you can go in buy and sell from the last few years of unopened boxes of cards. Love it. And a lot of more invest, a lot of more, more investors with more money, and more influence are talking about it and sending their big deal cards. So LeBron rookies, Giannis. I mean, we're talking lots of money cards. So lest you think that it's that's just a bunch of Garys. That's me buying and selling our Duncan Robinson Starstock B base mosaic cards. You know, for a dollar fifty after buying them for forty two cents a week ago. Like, it is actually lots of high rollers as well. Kevin Durant, a key investor. There's a lot of big money investors in on this. And I think Starstock has a great future, regardless of the ups and downs of the hobby. And 
you know, if you know the trends of the seasons well, I mean, these last four or five weeks, as the NBA prices on Starstock have been going down, well, yeah, we got into the season and it was sort of a pullback from all of the hype at the beginning of the season. Now everybody's buying baseball and the value of baseball cards is going up. So we're, we're getting to a place where, hey, now might be a good time to get in on some of those cheaper basketball rookies on Starstock. Have I said Darius Garland's name yet? Okay. Uh, cheaper rookies. And then also after the NBA playoffs are over, uh, give it a month. I would say go to Starstock, see what kind of deals you can find. And uh, love that, that, that the cards that you buy there, somebody has like signed off on a condition, meaning PSA or Starstock A, Starstock B, Starstock C. Like, you know what kind of shape this card is in before you bid on it. And you can actually see the trends and the graph of all the previous ones that have sold and how those have done. So I, Starstock, again, yeah, I hope that they someday soon have an app that I can use and look at my collection that way and buy and sell that way. But it's just not there yet. We'll see. But thank you, Starstock. You guys make it easy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for another episode. This Basketball 101 series, we want to hit on uh, topics that help you as a collector. A lot of you starting out or coming back to the basketball card hobby. And so those are four great ways, four great websites or platforms or ideas where you can buy and sell cards, keep track of what they're worth. And uh, you're not so dependent on, did I get to the line at Target first? Or when is Beckett Monthly going to hit my, like, no, this is a new day. So eBay, your Facebook groups or, or Instagram, Discord groups like Sports Card Investor, your ComC and your Starstock, those are but a few of the ways, right? Those are just four. They're four big ones. I've had great experiences on all four. I've also learned a bit as I have gradually experimented, bought and sold, uh, learned some tips and ways to do things there. And uh, so I hope that helps you. I hope it's encouraging to you. Again, thank you for listening at Hoops and Cards. Check us out on Instagram. Message us, direct messages, whatever. You can email us at hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Excited like everybody about the new Prism release here in just three days, guys, three days. We've got the 2021 Prism coming out. And if you've seen any of the, boy, the pictures, the description, the the, the 2012, you know, throwback commemorative inserts, there's a lot of cool things to like about this year's Prism. I can't wait to see them. I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford them. And I'm definitely not going to be making impulse buys on eBay Thursday and Friday, okay? Let's be smart about this, you guys. Nobody has to be first. Ooh, first off the line. Anyway, this has been another episode. Basketball 101, Basketball Cards 101 at Hoops and Cards. Peace.